Hello and welcome back to Strike Sports. Today I wanted to talk about the title race for the Premier League and if it's over or not already. Two big games that I want to talk about opened the new year and set the tone for the rest of the season. Manchester City played Arsenal on New Year's Day in what some may call a very controversial game. Bukayo Saka put Arsenal in front in the first. Martin Odegaard was challenged in the box by Ederson, which many fans believe should have been a penalty. I believe it should have been, but I can also see the other arguments. I think a lot of fans were just upset with the fact that it wasn't reviewed by VAR. Um, Arsenal outplayed City in the first half and were leading going into halftime. A controversial foul on Bernardo Silva in the box gave City a chance. Mares tied it up with a penalty where Gabriel was given a yellow. Not sure if it was for scuffing up the spot or talking back to the ref about the decision. Um, I'm not even sure the players really knew. Um, we didn't see it. Not even two minutes later, Gabriel was given another yellow for a foul on the halfway line. It was silly. It was, it was a full emotion given the decision, but it, it was a silly it was a stupid, stupid decision, but I mean, th- that happens. Um, one one and a down a man. I mean, it kind of can't get worse from there. More yellow cards were handed to Arsenal. An injury time goal in the ninety third minute by Rodri gave City the three points. In whatever way this game ended up, I do believe it was one of Arsenal's best performances this season, though. City now have won 11 straight league games, 10 points ahead of second place, Chelsea. On second, Chelsea played Liverpool at home in one of the most anticipated games of the season. Both teams were affected by COVID as well as injuries. The biggest headline of the night being Lukaku's absence from the squad. An interview had come out that involved him saying a few things about his old club, upsetting many Chelsea fans, so Tuchel left him out of the squad for this game. This game was going to be a test because if they lost, many would say that dropping Lukaku was a mistake. Three Liverpool players would be missing due to COVID, Joel Matip, Roberto Firmino, and Alison Becker. Jurgen Klopp also missed out due to a positive test the day before. Um, assistant coach Pep Linders filled in as manager. This would be the last match for Mo Salah, Naby Keita, Sadio Mane, and Eduard Mendy before leaving for AFCON. First 10 seconds led to the beginning of a very heated game. Sadio Mane was booked for an elbow on Aspilicueta. Many Chelsea fans believe it should have been a red. A poor clearance from Chalaba led to Sadio Mane scoring in the ninth minute. There was a VAR check for a potential red card for Mason Mount. He and Simicast got into a bit of a stumble, and it looked as though Mount had kicked Simicast while he was still on the ground. Check was over, and Mount wasn't even booked, so it was a long three minutes for nothing, it felt like. Mo Salah scored in the 26th minute, bringing his goal tally to 16 in the Prem so far. And Trent Alexander-Arnold adds another assist to bring his total tally to 9. In a strange but almost expected way, Chelsea brought the score to 2-1 with a beautiful goal from Mateo Kovacic. And then four minutes later, Christian Pulisic tied the game with another great goal. Another controversial call was made against Chelsea when Kai Havertz elbowed Konate. No cards either. Pulisic made a poor tackle, which led to another call, but again, no cards. Seeing as both teams desperately needed to win this game, Chelsea especially, it was unfortunate to see an end in a draw, but it was a brilliant game of football.
Chelsea find themselves in second, with Liverpool trailing close behind, a point difference between the two. Many people are saying Chelsea are out of the title race, but not Liverpool because they have a game in hand still. I'm not too sure about that statement. I think a lot of that will depend on if Chelsea managed to beat City on the 15th, but with the form that they're in right now, I wouldn't count on it, but I would like to see it. Liverpool could still very well be in this race if City managed to drop some points along the way. Um, the Carabao Cup started semifinals started this week. Tottenham played Chelsea at Stamford Bridge in the first leg. Tuchel changed his formation for the first time since his first two games with the Blues, I believe. He normally plays with a back three and then a 5-2-1 or three at the top. He played with a full back four today, which I genuinely think helped so much. Having your two main wingbacks injured with Ben Scholl having just had surgery and Reese James having a hamstring injury, I'm still unsure how long that will he'll be out for. Um, I think playing with a back four that switches to a back three, getting Marcus Alonso up or um, Aspilicueta up helped. I mean, they won the game 2-0 with a goal by Kai Havertz, which could have gone as an own goal. It went off, uh, I think it was Tanganga's foot, maybe. Um, but I think it was given to Kai Havertz. And then a really bizarre own goal from, I think it was Davis. It went off. Somebody cleared it off um, Ziyech's free kick. Someone tried to clear it, and it went right off Davis, Davies' head into the net. Um, it was bizarre, but it is unfortunate. Um, but, yeah, I, th- I think it was... Chelsea played really well. Um, and... Chelsea, I think, will struggle a little bit this month. They have six games. They've already played two. Um, they have the FA Cup against Chesterfield, I think it is. Nope. Let's, yeah, Chesterfield on the 8th. And then they play Tottenham again in the second leg of the semifinals on the 15th, or the 12th, sorry, City on the 15th, and then Tottenham again on the 23rd for the Premier League. So three of their six games are against Tottenham this month, which will be interesting to see how many changes each uh, manager makes. They did take off um, Mason Mount and they took off Mason Mount, Kai Havertz, because he got injured. After his goal, he broke his pinky finger, I believe. Either broke it or dislocated it. There's a picture of it. It's messed up it's not nice um they took off Saul and Ziyech and Aspilicueta I think he got hurt at the very end of it so we'll see how many changes to the to the teams and formations that each manager makes for the next few games but I'm excited to to watch it I think if Chelsea are out of this title race They've only really got domestic cups, uh, tournaments that they they're in the running for. I don't know about Champions League. They they drew Lyle, um, twice, ironically. But we'll see. I think a lot of it depends on how many of their injured players and COVID cases come back, and how well they are preparing for the Champions League. 
Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm excited to, to watch it and we'll, we'll see what happens on the 12th and I'm, I'm going for Chelsea. I think we'll win it, but I think that game will be a close one. I think Tottenham will really want it. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm going for Chelsea to win. On Thursday, the 6th, Liverpool were set to face Arsenal in the first leg of the semifinal finals of the Carabao Cup but that was ultimately postponed moved to the 13th because of a reported number of COVID cases within the Liverpool camp as well as injuries and some players moving to AFCON so they did not have enough to to feel the whole team um, both Jurgen Klopp has, Jurgen Klopp has a positive prior to the Chelsea game and then the assistant manager Pep Linders also tested positive the day uh, on Tuesday or Wednesday, I think it was. So they wouldn't have a manager. Um, and then obviously they didn't have enough players. I, there was rumors that all three of their first team keepers had tested positive. Um, they haven't mentioned any of the players who have, uh, besides the three that were given to us before the Chelsea game, Joel, Mate, Roberto Firmino, and Alison Becker. Um, there was some controversy. Lots of people were saying that that Liverpool were just, that they had submitted the application to get the game postponed because they didn't want to play a game without their three best players, arguably. Um, and there's also lots of people saying that, you know, Chelsea never got their games postponed with multiple COVID cases, which is quite frustrating. I get where they're coming from from that. Um, but the lot of people were also saying to bring up Liverpool's under-23 squad, which is what Aston Villa had to do last year, I believe, when playing Liverpool in a in a cup game. But this is the semifinals, so I don't think that they were going to, you know, have to make them play their their lower squads plus a lot of um Liverpool squad is quite young depending on if you're talking about on the field or on the bench uh and there's also so many injuries with Liverpool right now Divock Origi um and Minamino are two two of the injuries so if Liverpool did play they'd only have one striker Diego Jada, because Firmino is still out with COVID. Um, and Harvey Elliott is still unfortunately injured, but he has been spotted training, not with the team yet, but still training, which which is looking good. I mean, he suffered an ankle fracture in the Leeds game in September and has been out ever since, but he's coming back, which is a good sign for them. Nat Phillips is still injured. He had a cracked cheekbone that he got in the inter i mean the ac milan game in the champions league and i think there's two other injuries i'm not sure who they are but lots of people are upset that the game has been postponed i'm not too worried about it just because we're still getting a game being played it's just a week later um I think it's quite immature people are are trying to 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 say that Liverpool are 
are claiming they have COVID cases just to get out of the game because they don't have Mo Salah and Sadio Mane. I think it's quite insensitive that people are are accusing them of that just because it's it's a disease, um, and people are struggling from it. And it lots of lots of first, lots of Premier League players and um, who have had it, who had symptoms, have struggled to 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 recover properly from it. So the players that do have it, I I hope that you know they're asymptomatic and um and they they're able to recover quickly. It's it's hard to to get back from after having it. But yeah, I just I'm I'm looking forward to the game. I'm excited to watch it. It'll be interesting to see because I do believe Chelsea will win their semi semi final. Sorry, but. At the moment, I'm not too sure about Chelsea. I'm um, sorry, Liverpool, Arsenal. I'm very interested to see it. First leg will be has been changed to Anfield, and the second leg will be at the Emirates, which normally for um, quarterfinals and semifinals, Chelsea. Uh, sorry, I keep saying Chelsea. Liverpool play the second leg at home, which they've proven in the past has worked in their favor. I mean. Barcelona Champions League but I, I, I'm excited to see it it'll be interesting Man City are looking to be the Premier League winners this this season I don't want to jump the gun so early because I mean there's still I think there's like 20 or 19 games left um, not including the games that have been postponed um, but they've got 11 games without losing uh their their margins are getting a little smaller um with the Brentford game they only won by one um and the Arsenal game they won by one and that was a last minute injury time winner so I think there's a little bit more pressure on them because they are 10 points clear of second place but it's very easy to go on a bad go on a bad streak of of games um however i don't know if that will happen to city just with the depth of their squad and just the the sheer talent that they have on that on that team i don't think though that they'll make it very far in the champions league that might be a little bit of a um controversial opinion but uh, I don't know. I just I feel like they've struggled in the Champions League. The games that we did see, but and I I don't like to be the person that says oh, um, teams that play in the Champions League play differently when they're playing in the Premier League or in La Liga or what whatever league they're playing in, but I think the only team like the. English team who have been consistent in the Champions League and in the Premier League is Liverpool. Chelsea could be argued, but their last game against Zenit, I think it was, I might be wrong, when they tied 3-3, I mean, it it's, it's interesting to see, but I'm excited for Champions League to start back up. And I, but I don't think City will get very far. Maybe quarterfinals. 
but I don't know. It'll be interesting to see, and but I, I do think Chelsea will probably make it to the semis depending on their the form that their squad's in beginning of February because they do they're still supposed to be going to the world the club world cup in Qatar I think it's in Qatar at the beginning of February I don't know how that's gonna go down for them it's it's been a tough watch the last few Chelsea games but I will fingers crossed (laughs) but I don't know I think a lot of it depends on how quick Reese James and how quick Reese James recovers because he seems to be I don't want to say holding the back but he's their main probably connection between the offense and defense I don't know we'll see what happens with him I want to talk a little bit more about the January transfer window that has been opened for six days now, I believe. Um, There's some word that Aston Villa are now negotiating with Barcelona to loan Philip Coutinho until the end of the season. Not sure about that. Lots of people were thinking that he'd come back to Liverpool, but I don't know about that. Richie Larea from Toronto FC has signed with Nottingham Forest, I believe it is. He he obviously plays for the Canadian men's national team, who are first in their World Cup qualifying group in the octagon. Um, and they actually, actually, the Canadian men's team, um, we were we were the most improved national team of twenty twenty one. I think they were in like 72nd or something, and they're now in 40th place. They were also the top scoring national team um, in the world in 2021, beating England and Germany and Spain and Portugal, which was crazy to believe, actually. It was a crazy year for, for football in Canada. Obviously, the women's team won gold in Tokyo in the Olympics and Steph LeBay was nominated was shortlisted for the top three women's goalkeepers in the world and Edward Mendy was actually shortlisted for the top three in the world along with Donnarumma and I don't remember who the other keeper was um it was oh Matt Newell I never know how to say his name Newer, Newer, the three of them were shortlisted for the men's goalkeeper, and Anne Catherine Berger, Christine Endler, and Steph LeBay were shortlisted for the women's. So, it's pretty impressive, pretty crazy, um, and very proud to have witnessed all of that in one year for, for Canada. It's quite, quite entertaining, and I cannot wait for what comes in the new year. Just before I sort of wrap things up, I do want to talk about Manchester United and their struggles right right now. Uh, they played Newcastle prior to the break. That was their last game of the year. 
and that was a 1-1 draw. And then their last game, oh, I lied. Their last game before the year was Burnley, which was a 3-1 win. Um, I, I watched that game. I thought they did well. Uh, but definitely not up to the standards that they need to be, especially at this point in the season, especially still being the Champions League. Uh, then the last game, they played Wolves at home. Uh, Wolverhampton have not... I don't think it, I think they haven't won a game at Old Trafford in forty something years, but they broke that that long forty year curse because they won one nil with a goal from I think it was Matinho. So lots of people were saying that. They, the Portugal player scored, just not the right one. Obviously, Ronaldo didn't. He was captain because Harry Maguire was out and Bruno Fernandes wasn't on. He came on as a sub for Mason Greenwood, which got he got booed. I don't know if it was him that got booed or the manager for taking Greenwood off. Uh, he I think he picked up a knock, but he was fine. And then a minute later, they switched their substitution and took Greenwood off. Didn't do a whole lot, but yeah, I there was, I saw somewhere, I don't know how true this was, but Ronaldo had never lost a game as club captain for Manchester United, but he did the other day, which, I mean, it's unfortunate that United are in this position, but I think a lot of people who were saying that this whole bad spell they were in was Ollie's fault. I don't know what they're saying now because Ollie's gone and they're still losing games and they're still not performing. So arguably it could be the players. It could just be um the the I, I honestly don't know what it is. It's must be really hard for many United fans right now. And it, it's probably hard for the players, too. I mean, Scott McTominay, there was somebody had said that they wished he was captain, not Ronaldo, for that game. Don't know. Don't really know a whole lot about Scott McTominay, but I know that he's been with the club since he was little. But that could also be argued for Marcus Rashford, who hasn't been in form. He, he's struggling. So is Bruno Fernandez, But... I think United fans were so quick to turn on those two players who have arguably for, for a few years been your best players, um, who have been carrying the team multiple times, but they were just so quick to turn on them, which sucks. I mean, I would not want to be in their position having just being constantly battered by, the, by the, their own fans because, you know, the minute that Marcus Rashford scores a goal, they're going to pretend that they never said anything about that. But we'll wait till that comes. Hopefully soon. Hopefully soon. So that is it for this week's episode of Strike Sports. I have been your host, Emma. If you have any suggestions or anything you want to say, let me know. I hope you enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to growing on here and just 
learning so much more about sports and how to run podcasts and I'm really excited for for the upcoming progress and episode ideas if you have anything to add let me know I'm always open to suggestions so uh, thanks again for listening and I will you'll hear from me next week (laughs)